Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Thursday, the 22nd of June. Today, how the Supercars series has become a one-horse or one-horsepower affair, Pat Cummins' Ashes Rock and Roll inspiration, and can the Queensland women wrap up their State of Origin series? But first... The State of Origin Shield is the most coveted trophy in the sport of rugby league, and it's staying put in Queensland. The offloads out the back, it's juggled by Martin, it's picked up... The Maroons are once again the greatest state in rugby league after handing New South Wales a thumping 32-6 defeat in front of a rabid 52,000-strong home crowd at Suncorp Stadium on a night where everything went right for Queensland. Grant Munster, Tabuai Fredeau, Talungi with a kick. Payne Haas is back there. Oh! It doesn't matter. It's bounced for the hammer. He's got another origin try. And it might be the one that means the shield stays in and for New South Wales, everything went wrong from the get-go. Tom Trebojevic suffering a torn pectoral muscle inside the opening three minutes of the game, forcing Brad Pittler to bring South's hooker Damien Cook off the bench to play at centre in place of the injured Turbo. And Cook looked about as comfortable playing centre as Turbo did when he tore his pack. That looks painful. Queensland seized on Cook's inexperience at the position and made the most of it, although one of their most celebrated moments came when the 34-year-old captain, Daly Cherry Evans, made a length of the field chase down on New South Wales centre Stephen Crichton to stop a certain try. And while in the final minutes the game was well and truly decided on the scoreboard, there were some last-minute fireworks as Josh Adokar was sent to the sin bin for throwing a punch at Reese Walsh before Walsh and Jerome Law were both sent off for headbutting one another at close quarters. But in the end, it was the Queenslanders celebrating in fine style with the prospect of clean-sweeping the Blues in Game 3 in Sydney on July 12th. Win on Sunday, sell on Monday. For years, when the V8 Supercar Series in Australia was a Ford v Holden jewel, that was the mantra. The car you saw winning on Sunday was the car people would go and buy from a dealer on the Monday. He's overcome a penalty. Competitor crashes, weather, rain and mud. It's farewell Holden. Hello, Shane Van Gisbergen, the winner of the Redcoat Bathurst 1000. But these days, the Holdens are gone and so too are the Ford Falcons. Instead, under the new Gen 3 regulations, it's Chevrolet Camaros racing Ford Mustangs. And if the race results are anything to go by, nobody's buying Ford Mustangs on Mondays. Beautifully done. Brock Feeney takes it down to the chequered flag. Victory number four for him in 2023. Maximum points. Beautiful drive. Every single race this season has been won by a Chevrolet team, except for the first round of the year, but even then it was only because Shane Van Gisbergen's Chevrolet was disqualified for a technical infringement. So lopsided is the series this year that out of 45 possible podium places, Ford have only managed five appearances on the dais. Oh no! We suck again! In response, Supercars released a statement late yesterday saying that they will be conducting a, quote, parity review designed to identify why the Mustangs suck and the Camaros don't. The review has been triggered by the unbalanced race results so far this year, which have led Tickford boss Tim Edwards to describe this year's series as 
the Mustang Cup. Sassy. The next race of the Mustang Cup, sorry, Supercar Series, will take place in Townsville on the 7th of July. He's taken the edge. There'll be one. Cummins will come back for two. Oh, he's knocked it over the boundary edge. And Australia are home. While Australia continue to bathe in the air, the glow of their glorious first test triumph over England in the ashes at Edgbaston, England have found themselves forced to defend their new baseball approach to test cricket. It was a big question before coming into the series about are we able to to still continue with the style of play against you know such a good Australian team and you know even though we're on the the, the wrong end of the result here, um, I think it proves that we literally went toe to toe throughout the whole game against Australia. So we've got four games left. Um, and that's what we're going to be concentrating on. England captain Ben Stokes there doing his best show belief in the Poms' aggressive style that's been ushered in under the watchful eye of new coach Brendan McCullum. But Stokes was also personally challenged on his decision to declare in the first innings, despite having star batsman Joe Root 118 not out. I'm a captain and a person who's seen that as an opportunity to pounce um, on Australia. Um, you know, no opening batsman likes to go out for, for 20 minutes before the close of play and the way in which we played... Uh, and took Australia on actually allowed us to be able to do that. Um, and, you know, I could also turn it around and say if, if we didn't declare, would we have got that excitement that we did at the end of day five? I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, I'm not going to be looking back on this game as, you know, what ifs. You know, we, there's so many things that happened throughout the five days which we could look back on and say if that went our way, could this game have been different? But the reality is that, you know, we just didn't manage to get over the line this week. So, in the words of Stokes' English brethren... And speaking of musical inspiration, Victoria's Aussie captain Pat Cummins has revealed that he found a rock and roll way to switch off from the pressures of the first test. Cummins told the media that after the first day's play at Edgbaston, he ducked off to meet his dad at a Bruce Springsteen concert at nearby Villa Park. And clearly some of the boss's magic rubbed off on the Aussie leader as he delivered one of the greatest captain's performances the country has seen to earn his team a victory. The second test of the series kicks off next Wednesday at Lords. While the Queensland men are no doubt still celebrating or at the very least nursing sizeable hangovers following their series winning victory over New South Wales last night in State of Origin, tonight the Sunshine State could make it a double. And it's first by the Queensland in the women's State of Origin. The Queensland women tonight face off against New South Wales in Game 2 of the Women's State of Origin series, hoping to make it two shields in 2023. New South Wales are the current holders of the Women's State of Origin shield, but after Queensland's 18-10 win in Game 1, if the Maroons win, they'll win back the shield. And even if they lose, they might still win. I don't get it. The Women's Series is a two-game format, meaning that if both teams win one game each, the winner of the overall series is determined on an aggregate point system, i.e., Queensland currently hold an eight-point lead in the series, so even if they lose by seven points or less, they still win. Get it? Now I get it. Good. Game two takes place tonight in Townsville with kickoff scheduled for 7.45pm. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for Thursday, the 22nd of June. I'm Liam Flanagan. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and I'll catch you tomorrow for your weekending edition of The Scorecard. Listener.